The Cogito Ergo Oral Podcast is back after a brief hiatus due to not wanting to podcast because <laughs> Iowa's football team is really bad and yeah. um, just not even fun to talk about. It's, it's not fun to just come in and just rant about how awful Iowa's football no. program situation is every single week. Yeah. And so we're not going to do that on this podcast for very long for very long <laughs> like an addict like just like I, I i get a little taste of get mad at iowa football and, and i just need more and more but we are not we are going to refrain a respect ourselves yep. a restrain yourselves podcast mm, okay. today um because what we're actually going to chat most of this podcast about during most of this podcast what we're going to talk about is a fun little thing called Halloween, which falls during the month of Spooktober. Oh. A, yeah, Spooktober. Spooktober. So in the time, little context here, little context here. So in the time uh, when I'm not watching, you know, replays of college football games and stuff like that. But not um, the Iowa games. Not the Iowa games. But we're not ranting about Not it. ranting about that. No. Nope. Definitely not going to get sidetracked at all during this podcast no. about things like that. Um, we recently yeah. were perusing things on um, the Amazon Fire TV stick, as, 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 as one we, does. As one does. As one does. You peruse things. This is the 21st century, okay? Yeah. I think if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, then you probably don't even know what a podcast is and you're not even listening. So Yeah. On the Fire Stick or whatever streaming device you might mm-hmm. ever you might use, as this is the 21st century. Yeah. It's 2022. Come on. Yeah. Um, kind of flipping through things. The an advertisement for a certain show that holds a very special place in our hearts came up, and that show is Ghost Adventures. Oh. The Travel Channel Classic. So um, which <laughs> the t- what was it 26 season yeah yeah so so (laughs) a it literally has like almost as many seasons as america as years america has been like they started making this thing like shortly after the declaration of independence honestly after christopher columbus sailed the ocean blue happy columbus slash indigenous people's day i always to you forget that this is a holiday um also that yeah it's october 10th um yeah uh so happy 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 October day yeah <laughs> but um we were flipping through and suddenly ghost adventures exemplified by the dreamy eyes of lead ghost hunter zach baggins or as we like to call him zach swaggins yes um yeah. we're staring back out at us and um, it used to just be on the Travel Channel app, but the Travel Channel app is now like taken off and it's now under the umbrella of Discovery Plus. Yes, because everything so, has to be a part of a plus. Well, otherwise. I mean, okay, so honestly, are we going to we have to have a debate here? Um, is Discovery Plus the greatest streaming service of all time? I'm not going to say that. Oh, <laughs> well, that's why it's a debate. But, um, for the price, it's a pretty, I'd say it's a fairly good yeah. deal. Um, they're not necessarily coming out with maybe the awesome loads of new content that no. other things are, but, 
but they are churning out new episodes of old content. Yeah. Like nobody's business. Absolutely. Like, so yeah, you said we're on Ghost Adventures season 26. Uh-huh. And I and they said on there, they're still getting coming out new episodes like every Thursday or yeah, something like which that. Which is insane. So, Honestly, how many haunted places could there possibly be? That's what this is what I was this is like thing that I was wondering. I guess it's one of those things where I guess in theory you would think as like if time keeps going on more places would theoretically become haunted right like that, I you, guess... you don't you i wouldn't think you would have less places that, right yeah that's true like because if you like burn down a haunted house yeah that's still haunted it's, that's yeah. even more haunted i feel haunted like. dirt is that wrong am i wrong in saying that josh no. back me up here josh, josh of course yes. right as right yes. as yeah right right as uh right as i what, what yeah <laughs> What are uh, what are you munching on, Josh? Do you guys know what kind bars are? Yeah. Kind bars, yes. All right, so I have an off-brand version of that from Aldi called the Only Bar. Shout out, Aldi. so yeah, I'm eating that down right now. Mm. There you go. You know the they're pretty good. The the two states being being kind and being only, all, only. yeah. <laughs> um yep but josh i i mean am i right here in saying that like for example let's say you have like a haunted house or a haunted building like you bulled out you bulldoze that thing that makes it at least as haunted as it used to be right mm-hmm. yeah like that doesn't just go away no like, ghost doesn't get killed by a boulder exactly exactly yeah you well, and then if anything it just frees it and it can walk around and like walk around the neighborhood but it'll yeah. still kind of stay in the same main area yeah, we'll kind of we'll, we'll we'll dive in a little bit deeper on our on our our ghost fanaticism because yeah we'll uh, discuss we'll talk a little bit more about are, where this is all coming are from. are they real we'll talk more about where this is all coming from how do you hunt them how do you hunt them <laughs> this is a thing that you're going to find out throughout this podcast and who knows maybe even future episodes of the podcast this is a thing that we have been um you are listening to three of the preeminent um virtual ghost hunters oh absolutely probably in the world at this point yes um and so anyways which means we play we play phasmophobia which is a ghost hunting game and we hunt ghosts i don't want y'all to be left hanging okay i yeah i was gonna i was building towards that but oh it um, seemed like you were cutting away it's it's fine because um the wonderful thing about this episode is it's just like let's talk about all these random let's let's just get spooked you know it's exactly honestly i might have to like get some scary like you know scary music to just like play in the background uh i'm scared of lizzo i'll just chew into the mic and you guys can have the chewing of the scary background (laughs) yeah pretty scary or like or we can like add like a feature where like it reminds you how many days it's been since josh showered last or something like that (laughs) A little throwback there yeah uh to a previous the, episode it's just oh what's that in the background it's the ghost of will showing up for the pod oh no oh no oh no oh will we went there we r.i.p uh, he's not dead he's just not here yeah he's just he he wasn't able to able to tune in for the the pod tonight yeah but uh Patreon Gold Ghost Plus viewers yep. can watch for live ghost orbs across our cameras. Yep. So okay, we're jumping into like 
a bunch of different things yeah. that like are not going to mean things to people who have not played. No, the spookiest part of this podcast is going to be that y'all have no idea what's going on and we're yeah. just living it up. We're just we're, it's one of those things where we're just trying to keep you like just a little disillusioned the whole yeah. time, you know, a little on your feet. Yeah. Part of being scared is not understanding. Exactly. And so. that's and that's you're going to get a lot of that this podcast. <laughs> Just not understanding. Some people say this podcast episode might even end up being supernatural in some ways. Yeah. Where it transcends, like metaphysical. Oh. Yes. Where we're beyond the normal discourse of a podcast. And we're we're basically having a podcast discussion in like 17 dimensions. Yeah. Here. We've transcended. Uh, yes. So if you're complaining about the uh the sequence of thought going into this podcast. You, I just apologize that you're not advanced enough yeah. as a ghost. Yeah, you're hunter. not on our level yet. Yeah, honestly, He's... should we name one of our kids ghost? Mm. Ghost. Yeah, we we make it, maybe defer that to like Josh or Will or Allie. Oh, okay. I get. Well, we'll name Josh's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, bringing it all back to where yeah. we got started. Record scratch. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. yeah. Um. So bring it back to you know. So back to Zach Swaggins' dreamy eyes. If you don't know what Zach Baggins looks like, you need to Google it right now. Yeah. Let um, me describe. Let me set the scene darkly lit hallway mm. a man walks down the hallway mm. he's got like bke like wide cut heavy looking jeans on mm. pans up dark uh, i hope his pants are up <laughs> no i said pans up oh, pans up okay the camera's panning up him <laughs> next up a like a black tom hardy t-shirt and then just like two way sizes. too tight, yeah, two, two ti- sizes, two sizes too small, because you gotta woo the female ghosts, I guess. And then just the slickest, like greasiest looking hair you've ever seen. But so stylish. But so stylish. It's it's like formed perfectly into a ghost piercing triangle on his mm-hmm. head. It's like a little antenna. Yeah, exactly. It, is. it it detects the ghostly energy. I think yeah. that's probably just like vibrates when he gets close. He's like, "There's a spirit around." Like, oh, <laughs> my hair. If you look, if you look, if you look, if you look closely during the episodes, like the, when the ghost is closer, yeah, you just see like his a little a little vibration in the the peak of his hair. Yes, he <laughs> looks like like if he looks like a youth pastor. Kind of. I was gonna say if someone like a from the Jersey person? Shore hunted ghosts, but well, that that's that. Not... Those are kind of similar, honestly. If someone from he he just looks like a, a youth pastor. Yeah. From like California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he hunts ghosts. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we saw so we saw him staring back at us, and I've seen Discovery Plus advertised all this time um and never decided to take the you know that the the bait was there but i never took the bait but um 
they got me this time and we decided hey you know what let's do a seven day free trial of discovery plus um and i don't know i i i can't speak for both taylor and i and i know josh has also been imbibing in this this series recently but i think it's an exceptionally good way to spend zero dollars on entertainment oh yeah i think oh yeah um 26 seasons worth we'd never get bored but uh josh i know you've been 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 tuning in so ghost adventures let's do it let's just let's let's start there just talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about what ghost adventures is because we've been jumping all over the place and um we're jumping around all over the place (laughs) for all the the patreon uh ghost plus viewers there um taylor just showed a picture of of zach swaggins um it was pretty swaggy he had a fedora on it was great he had the man knows how to accessorize yeah he he can pull off a, a fedora all right yeah um but basically ghost adventures is it's originally it was three guys i think they have a fourth guy now yeah well or i don't know yeah now they have like a whole production yeah team. well yeah okay, but yeah so there's like yeah. a fourth main guy yeah, they're like uh, a a group of a few guys that just go to these allegedly haunted places and um they have ghost hunting gear that they uh-huh. use um that they say is very scientific um mm-hmm. which i i can't disprove personally because yeah. i haven't i haven't seen or examined the equipment up close yet mm-hmm. and but the science you know sure it mostly, it, it sure is possible yeah mostly um, centers around like energy shifts and yes yeah which means probably something i guess <laughs> Yeah, so they use that, and then they go and they try to find interactions with ghosts. Yeah. Um, and the fun thing is that through the twenty six seasons so far, um, they haven't. I mean, they haven't really actually seen like a real ghost uh, live on camera. But um, well, that's open to interpretation. That's true. That's true. Some of these photos. That's true. With a smudge on the lens. That's yep, with a smudge on the lens or or a full on ghost in the shot. Yeah, I I mean that this is us assuming that a ghost doesn't look like a smudge on a lens. Exactly. You know, so I mean who there, am I to say a ghost can't materialize as a smudge? Maybe it the ghosts just keep like showing up as like furniture in the background and they just don't even <gasps> realize it. Whoa. you know i mean that, this is, yeah, that's that's spooky is, isn't that now yeah, i'm that's scared something to sit on the to couch about. yeah so yeah. anyway yeah we've been watching that lately and given that it's spooktober Ooh. that was good thank you um it's spooktober we thought hey let's talk about ghosts for a little bit on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, something that we're all passionate about obviously mm-hmm. um we'll get into more discussion later on about certain things that maybe are hot topics in, Uh-oh. in the world of ghosts. But um, I don't know. Anybody have any, just like things that they want to share floors open, honestly, at this point about what they've been seeing on ghost adventures. Honestly, we can just start there. I feel like I want to preface by saying I 
don't necessarily believe in ghosts. All right, we'll just jump right into that then. <laughs> but are they real? Ghosts, ghosts, are they real? Yes or no? Josh. What do you mean by ghosts? See, that's no, the thing. see, no, yes or no. It's a yes or no question. Our, um, We're going for the sound boy sound bite. Josh, do you believe in ghosts or not? Yes, no. I mean, yeah, no one. He said yes, Josh. Definitively a ghost a ghost believer. Taylor, yes, no. Uh ghosts as no, like, it's yes, no. Uh, no, no. Ish. Fight. 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 <laughs> kind um, of no. It's funny. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll stop. Uh because I, I agree with both of you probably in this situation because I know why you're saying what <laughs> why you're saying your answer. Um but I wanted to obviously, you know, get the get the sound bite later so we can be like Josh Hunter, definitive believer in ghosts, um, <laughs> as like his defining characteristic um for the rest of his life. But what is a ghost? I think that as how people like the public perception of ghosts where it's like human souls like remaining attached to the earth. I don't really jive with that. Um, I kind of feel like do I believe that there are evil spirits and entities and demons? And yeah, because I mean, the Bible talks about that. And I feel like I feel like. This is going to get deep now. I feel like evil spirits and demons don't always present like, you know, the devil with the red tail and horns and stuff. Like, I feel like, you know, there's some evil that presents in like a very, in a way that the earthly world doesn't always like identify as being evil. Anyway, ghosts <laughs> themselves, though, like, uh oh, like I hear some chains rattling, like, ah, like ghost adventures encounters i feel like it, it can be explained away like when you go in with the mindset of yes i'm open to believing that there are ghosts i think that the human brain is just like very adept at creating stuff like that like i some i work in a hospital and hospitals are creepy and sometimes i'm like <gasps> did you hear that noise? And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's the 800 year old vent pipes and they're just crack-a-lacking. Like, I, I just feel like ghosts as like, yeah, Farmer Bill, he's still roaming his farm. I don't know about that one. But does that mean I don't get scared? Absolutely not. I don't believe in ghosts. But the second that we would be like, uh-oh, let's watch something about ghosts, I'm nervous. Like, I, I get a little spooky spooked. So, mm -hmm. and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Josh, what are, what, what is a ghost? What is ghost? Ghost is like the, um, the one program thing in the movie The Pacifier. That yes. um, they have to try to find on the that's what you believe the one guy who gets shot being. and so I don't think that actually exists, but it's a good movie. So yeah. Okay, so the so um the source of most 
rely the most reliable information um i would say on this topic uh second to the bible uh-huh uh google oh of course um, yeah defines a ghost so this is so this is the if you just if you just google ghost yeah i feel like that I, instead of what is a ghost we can just start with just ghost ghost yeah and see what google says with it you know so the top three things that google says ghost is is um uh supplement nutritional lifestyle brand oh um Protein and then powder. a the second is a um swedish rock band oh um and then the third is a movie that stars patrick swayze yeah anymore so sure does um so i don't uh, is that what people are scared of when they're because i i mean honestly i'd be kind of scared so, of swedish rock band yeah. but my top three on google responses for ghost is the rock band that you guys said and then a song by justin bieber called ghost and then um ghost the creator economy platform so wow i think this says a lot about who who we are as people maybe um maybe big ghost is trying to keep us off their scent yeah and scrambling the the google results so that we don't all get the same we don't all get to the same conclusion Mm -hmm. because then we'd figure them out i don't know i i'm i'm skeptical um but uh yeah anyway ghost the apparition yes is 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 a good word to describe it um Let's see what what does Webster's dictionary say. Webster's dictionary defines ghost as the fusing of two metals. Um, the seat of life or intelligence. Interesting. That's weird. Spooky in itself. Weird. Yeah. Synonyms: apparition, bogey, familiar spirit, bogey, haunt, golfing, phantasm, <laughs> phantom. Mm-hmm. Yes um or you could go by the oxford dictionary the spirit of a dead person which i feel like is the oxford, probably oxford straight to the point they, they're they're a lot less uh a lot less abstract i feel yeah. like um so jake what yeah. do you think a ghost is what do i think a ghost is and do you believe that they run so um I don't inherently believe in ghosts the same way that other people believe in ghosts. That's for sure. I'm, I'm definitely not. Um, but I'm also, I guess, okay. But I'm also receptive to the idea that, like, supernatural forces can cause us to perceive things. Yeah. Um, as like a neuroscience person and like undergrad you know being fascinated by that sort of thing like thinking about how in theory like your physical brain could be manipulated to to see things um whether it's like um by like random objects and your brain just making that up itself or by like a supernatural force, you know, I mean, like you talk about the Bible, like demons and things like that. Um, I think it's foolish to 
think that there's no chance that anything like that could ever exist because I think I think the Bible is fairly straightforward and explain that there are like supernatural forces mm-hmm. like working to change the person like human perception mm-hmm. um i think another like further question is like what is a demon what do they do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what is there what is like a a spirit yeah um what do they do um but um i tend to think generally at least as far as like like popular opinion of ghosts um is that they're they're more like urban legend Mm -hmm. type things than actual um but that there are like these areas i don't know i don't know though see this this is the big thing it's it this is part of the reason why i thought it's interesting to talk about because i think that you could make solid arguments either way even from a biblical perspective Mm um because like you think of like samuel's spirit in the old testament mm-hmm. when he is summoned by the medium that's true you know that's why i won't touch a ouija board i don't care if it's like legit or not i just don't want to even play with it just saying fair yeah yeah same um so like that's an you know that's an example of maybe like that might be the most like um i feel like that's probably like- most like visceral um ex- i mean it's the like probably the most visceral example of like a specific deceased human being spirit yeah. being present in theory you're right um i feel like you question maybe in that instance like whether it was like actually samuel's spirit who was in that situation i mean i I, yeah not that i think the bible's wrong i'm just saying like it was perceived that way well yeah Um, like probably not perceived like oh he he was a shadow figure in the in the hallway and he scratched my back but not in a friendly way right um i i tend to think that um that supernatural beings would not manifest themselves intentionally that way like yeah. that 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 if here's the, probably the best way for me to describe mm-hmm. if a supernatural being such as a angel slash demon whatever um were to like naturally just like occur in an area I don't think it would manifest as some like shadowy figure that was like hard to like perceive. I feel like they would more likely manifest as like a person. Yeah. Um, not because that's what they inherently look like. This is like very, very like mm-hmm. abstract stuff to talk about, but like um, I feel like they wouldn't um necessarily manifest themselves. Well, I don't know. You know, honestly, I, I say that, but then I guess I really don't know for sure. I think what I think what ultimately is like the question is, is the supernatural figure just manifesting itself or is, do they actually have like the power to like alter your reality like physically? Mm, that's way scarier than right. Like well, a ghost stands in front of and me. that's and that's wow. Yeah. New fear unlocked. Right. Like... Well, if you have a if you have like a 
a being that has supernatural like supra our dimensions you know exist beyond our dimensions are they able to manipulate our perception of things and where where they're making us see things that we aren't even seeing i guess Bruh. this is like this is very i feel like I look, modern i got goosebumps modernistic y'all. sort of things is all like it's all about because like i mean even like the marvel movies and stuff, it's all about like the realities and stuff like yeah. that and it's like oh is your reality real and stuff like that um but that's that's one where yeah you think about things like that where okay is a ghost actually like is is a ghost as we think of ghosts um just a a mental picture of an action done by some some supernatural being working inside your mind essentially horrifying wow just throwing it out there yeah you hate to think it the wow all right one wonders see this because this is this is the thing I gotta i'm just going off. i'm just now now i'm just like now i'm just like on this thinking about like what is a demon in uh-huh. the bible when like for example like with jesus going and casting out demons yeah you know what what are they what is that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like what is it like what is a demon in that context is mm-hmm. it just like um like do you think that there's just this like sentient vapor cloud that just like hangs out inside of a person and that they just like push them around to do things or like clearly people had very like significant mental changes yeah like Like a lot of times based on like the description of how the like the demon and demon afflicted people in the bible present it's like they had a bad illness or they had like yeah. a bad mental illness mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah they were it wasn't necessarily where like, they have a very different disposition be before and after yes the, the uh-huh. jesus casts out the demons what is he so so then the ultimate question then is what is he doing you know right. and what like what are they doing and then mm-hmm. what is he doing and how that translates even to our modern day mm-hmm. where we classify things as like mental illnesses and yeah. stuff like that. Is there any kind of correlation between like things that we perceive as being very like biochemical mm-hmm. and like a higher level of supernatural, you know, that is afflicting people and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's just something you think about yeah but like clearly they had some effect on the mental capacity of a person and and so it makes you wonder does that happen to more people than you'd really think Mm -hmm. you know is do they have is there supernatural i guess fingerprints on what we even perceive generally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Wow, wow. That, I was yeah. That's deep. Well, I. Mm-hmm. I still welcome got... to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Um, just is like... everything you know, demons showing you stuff. 
But then that raises a question for the people who think of ghosts as, you know, the earthly perception of what ghosts are. It's a spirit when people have physical interactions. So I, I've known people who went down into their, like, heard some spooky poop going on in the basement and yep. went downstairs and all of their cupboards were open. I feel like that's... Ghosts must like dishes. I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like that happens a lot. The ghost opened all the cupboards in the kitchen and that was spooky for us. Is that... what 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 does it mean when... Or when multiple people experience the same the same kind of quote-unquote interaction is that i i guess i who am i to limit what supernatural beings who can affect our perception can do like why why would i limit it to one person i think you can kind of like i think with what i was just talking about you can kind of get just like caught and tied around in circles and stuff i think ultimately like where the actual like question is is are ghosts like the spirit of a dead person that lived there or are they something else entirely i think that's ultimately like where if you're like if you're entertaining that something exists like in that context unless it is well if everybody's having this shared experience and Mm -hmm. stuff like that then something is causing that whether it's actually happening how they're perceiving mm-hmm. it or it's something messing with all of their minds simultaneously yeah. so something's causing that but ultimately i think where it breaks down is just like do you think that a ghost like for let's just take the the premise that these these are things that aren't just fabricated which i think is is fair and semi like mm-hmm congruent with like biblical teaching that there are like supernatural actors Mm -hmm. in the world really is it the unsettled or whatever spirit of a dead person or is it some other entity Mm -hmm. doing it Mm -hmm. do you have an opinion on that josh what is your opinion are ghosts dead people or are they something else I think ghosts are something else. And I would kind of agree with everything that's been said for the last 30 minutes or whatever. So that's that's my opinion. My thought. There you go. What do you think? Ghosts are not just dead people. Yeah, I agree. Ghosts are not dead people. They're something else. And that's why it still freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. If ghosts were just like the spirits of dead people, like... Uh, that doesn't really bother me i'm like gary you were an old man in life and you couldn't hurt me then i don't think you're gonna hurt me now like yeah you know that that's not really what freaks me out Mm -hmm. but like having it more of like an unknown Mm -hmm. that's scarier to me than having it be like yeah this is old lady oh old lady like gertrude old gertrude and gertrude's still here hanging out and sometimes she moves her walker around the room you know yeah i think that yeah because like because what i think both of you are saying contrasts what i think general the general popular opinion of ghosts are that Mm -hmm. as these just like unsettled spirits of former people who live there or something like that Mm -hmm. um which 
scares people enough that they even think about it there i agree with what you just said taylor and that ultimately i think it's scarier if it's an entity that you have no idea like that has nothing to do with that yeah um because of the because of the mystery and because of the lack of understanding of the motivation behind whatever it is mm-hmm. is there like why it's there yeah. and what it's doing we know people's motivations like we know what mm-hmm. drives people and you know you kind of have to assume what drives people in life drives people in quote unquote the afterlife like Whoa. you know the idea of something supernatural with motivations i don't understand is a lot more scary than like I don't know, this person's still here and they're just trying to get, like, closure, you know? Yeah. That That's not really scary to me. Yeah. I think, yeah, because some people are, for a lot of people, that's scary enough. Yeah. But I think they're missing the, if you're, if you're trying to get the rush of the scary, I think it's scarier to think of something like that, like you're, what you were just talking You're about. welcome, listeners. We've unlocked a new, much deeper and scarier fear in you. Yeah. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Has any, have either of you ever had an experience where you feel like was like even borderline felt like there might have been like some ghosty type of um, activity going on around you, I guess. Because a lot of people, the reason I ask that is just a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I totally like, Mm -hmm. I totally had a ghost experience like there's this like ghost in the i don't know my my sister's bedroom like once every 17 years like we saw it and it's like oh it's so scary that's that's why i I got i because i don't have like anything like that so josh Josh. go off all right i got one and i think maybe one person on this podcast not understand what i'm talking about frequently but it was like probably 10 years ago or so um Probably not me. And my older brothers, and I think maybe like one of my, uh, I don't know, but I think it was a good group, at least three of us. We were in my great grandma's basement. And at this point, I don't know if Michael Jackson was dead yet, but I knew he'd gotten plastic. So he was like scary looking. Um, But he's kind of, joking around or at least they were kind of joking around about like oh man I was at the and I was like seven at the time so I was like okay that's actually kind of scary and so like the next like three or four because we would always sleep in the basement too so whenever we were down there the lights would be off be dark someone would be set like can't see anything and there's this one room where there's a bunch of exercise equipment but when the lights were off, it was just pitch black behind the, like, behind the door after there. And so, like, for the next, like, three or four years, whenever we would go to our great grandma's house, I would be like, oh, shoot, there's somebody in there. And, and it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. And it's Michael Jackson. And it may or may not have been Michael Jackson. We'll, we'll never know for sure. I always love that story. Yeah, I think it's so funny. Yeah. I've heard it a couple of times, and I love it. Yeah, what Josh time. is talking, where what Josh is talking about is the basement of our great grandma's house, which um is like one of the darkest 
places. Like, it's just like there are no windows and like all the light from the upper levels. If you shut all the lights off down there, it's supremely dark. And so um, for kids like us, uh, definitely a spooky place to be at times. Cause that, yeah. And like Josh said, that's where we always slept. And so um, we were always on high alert down there. Cause yeah. Who knows what could have been in lurking in those shadows that we literally couldn't even see because it was so dark. But yeah, well, we did have good memories before the lights went off. <laughs> we did, we did. Or good memories after the lights went off when you were all woken up to Will just playing mahjong super loud. Yeah, I was gonna say, here's the yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna bring up. Um, now that Will's not here to defend himself um Roast him. yeah uh Ghost of there's Will. like a in that same um basement um the other thing that like complicated it was that the light for the main like part of the basement was up on the top of the steps and so like um you'd have to like go if i remember correctly i might be wrong here actually but um it was far away from where our bed was mm-hmm. that's for sure and so you'd have to like shut the light off and like run, run back to run. the bed so yes. that, you know, so you wouldn't get like caught by, you know, whoever it was, Michael down, Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Or not. Um, Suddenly you, you but... hear him. <laughs> Nightmares. Um, but yeah, then there in the middle of the, of the room was also this like 2000 BC, windows computer that had like two games on it one of them was rajong Mm. which is just like mahjong with like egyptian like symbols instead and then the other was speedy egbert Um, speedy egbert if you if you don't know what that is just look it up it's very old speedy egbert like demo like a demo and so like we would play like we would play Speedy Egbert. This like one random dumb level of Speedy Egbert, like over and over and over and over again, because I was like all you could like is all we could do down there because it's like either that or Rajong, um, which will would like periodically wake us up at like four in the morning playing Rajong. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing <laughs> to go to sleep? Because it would every time you'd match up one of the like the tiles together, it would make like a really loud dun sound. <laughs> it's so it's so wilderness. Just, just dun 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 dun. <laughs> it's like that's. I mean, at least it's yeah. Hopefully, it's scared. I think it scared the 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 ghost away. <laughs> um. So I, I guess in retrospect, maybe I should thank him more for it. Maybe that's how he was coping with being afraid of the ghosts. I mean, yeah, it was a light source. So yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah, and that that sound, I mean, that would have that would have frightened anything away. It was loud. So <laughs> good call, Josh. That was a that was a very um an underrated um ghost <laughs> hunting ground. Honestly, yeah, part of oh, me yeah. like that we go back there today with uh ghost hunting materials. Um, what is your I mean, name? What is your kind name? of like Willow Street. <laughs> King of Pop. Yeah. <laughs> Show yourself. He just moonwalks. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> what do you want? I uh, know. Not yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Don't answer that. 
God. Yeah. Don't there. answer that. <laughs> oh, that's a, funny. It's a, it's a good story. Um, Taylor, do you have any good so, either either firsthand or secondhand accounts? And if Josh, yeah. you think of any secondhand accounts, feel free to bring those up as well. So I work in a hospital on night shift, wow, never and that. just like baseline that provides people a lot of like people die in a hospital that's not like that i mean our goal is for that to not happen sometimes our goal is to let people die peacefully um but yeah so there's a lot of death in a hospital and baseline feel like that puts people on edge as it i mean as it mostly should people don't like dying so I have a lot of coworkers who have had like quote unquote ghostly encounters, whether that's them and a patient seeing a figure pass in front of them or them walking down the hallway and having noises and just walking into a room and feeling unnerved and seeing. I had one coworker who said, yeah, I saw a black like a ghost shadow figure stick its head out of the wall from the bathroom and then go back in um i feel like if your baseline is i'm in a hospital at night you are so prone to experience things and maybe not think super rationally about them like Okay, my one coworker's experience where she and the patient both saw a figure walk in front of them. That that one's a little weird. I when it, again, when it happens to more than one people, more than one people. Yep. That that I it's harder to explain. But if you're like, "Oh, I like saw something move in the bathroom." Well, if the light was shut off and you just glanced like e- <laughs> I don't know that that was a ghost. I think you probably saw, you maybe thought you saw something, but our eyes play tricks on us. I mean, if you were to just shut all the lights off and close the curtains right now and stare in a corner for a while, you'd be like, oh my goodness, stuff moving around in there, you know? Um, Or like people will say, oh, on the full moon, the residents will get like really weird and they'll be like, oh, I see that little boy at the end of my bed. And it's like, well, we're a hospital for veterans, so they can't really be little boys when they're here. Like, it's not really the entity of a little boy. Also, like, people who are in the hospital, especially elderly people who are sick, aren't seeing real things. They are like, yeah, I my shoes are over there on top of that cat. And I'm like, I promise you there's no shoes and no cat. Like, it's... To to be like, oh, the patient said they saw, like, a child in the room. That one, those are easily explainable yeah. to me. People who are sick, who are in the hospital, sitting in the same room, see things. Hospital-acquired delirium, very real thing. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to address it very well, and we can't always identify it super well. And I just think that that's how those things present. So, for me, have I had any ghostly encounters in the hospital no i've heard noises again because it's old and kind of grody a lot of the times i have had feelings where i'm unnerved but that's just because it's night and it's dark and people don't really like the dark like i feel like we're not evolutionarily 
Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm sorry, kidding. whoa! No, I feel like we're not programmed as like human beings to be like, yeah, I love the dark. Like, it makes me feel good to not be able to see what's there, just because like, how do you protect yourself if you don't know what's there? Yeah. So, do I? go down to the empty fifth floor to get an extra supply and then sprint back up the stairs because I'm scared because there's beeping at the end of the hallway? Absolutely. Do I know it's just an IV pump that's been on low battery for like 13 years? Yeah. And that, I get it. And I don't think that that's ghosts. I just, it's uncomfy to be in a dark hospital by yourself. Fun fact, you mentioned it. A little bit of med- medical knowledge here for you, mm-hmm. for for the for the listeners. So, hospital acquired delirium. So, mm-hmm. what that is for those who are unaware, um, it's just essentially a like an acute, a lot of times acute or short term period of kind of, um, just not mentally being completely there, where you are like disoriented. Yeah in a way in one way or another whether you're seeing things or you're just not sure where you are or something like that uh, they did a they did a study um new england journal of medicine big important medical journal um and said that like upwards of 90 percent if not even higher than like 90 or 95 percent of people can at some point during the of, of everybody not just old yes. elderly nope. patients of everybody um in a hospital at some point during their stay can be diagnosed with hospital acquired delirium there are a few reasons why that's the case i don't really need to get into that but that's so like i'm just saying Mm -hmm. i'm saying that obviously taylor was just talking about like real world like manifestations of that where so that you know if you have a friend for example who's either firsthand experience something like that Mm -hmm. or or has you know works in the hospital and they say things like oh they all, they all the the resident they're all the residents as in the people in the hospital mm-hmm. um the patients are all have these experiences and stuff it's a really common thing and there's like a really we don't know, necessarily know how to prevent it supremely well yeah. obviously so many people have it mm-hmm. but there are very like concrete like mm-hmm. reasons medically and why a person might just like have like a short period where they're just not all yeah. there and they see things yep. that are not real and yeah well name one person who gets eight hours of sleep in a hospital impossible literally none impossible. no one does impossible. it's you come to the hospital and you're like oh i'm gonna heal i'll probably get some good sleep you're wrong you will literally sleep at max four hours at a time most likely like you're not gonna get eight hours of sleep and that just messes with your mind too and even as workers like as the workers if you're there on night shift or even on day shift you work 12 hour shifts you're tired you're exhausted like your brain is not functioning at full capacity like you're just baseline probably going to be more prone to having those kind of experiences as opposed to people who don't. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my thought. Yeah. As a medical student, I'm on the front lines of making sure that you do not get good sleep in the hospital. Because, Absolutely. Um, they send they send people like me mm-hmm. uh, to go wake up people who are getting sleep to ask them questions that they're already going to get asked later on. Yep. Just a little pulled in the curtain 
on medical education. It's great, but it's also not great. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But also, I just want to say I've been to the morgue and it was great. What? I like people are like, oh, spooky. It's the morgue. And I'm like, honestly, the morgue's just a really well-lit refrigerator. I kind of like it. It's I, it's it's less creepy than like some of the rooms because it's fully lit and you already know what's in there. You're like fully lit. Honestly, it's kind of just some tables and then they keep some meds in here because it's cold. Yeah, it's not really that spooky. Mm-hmm. So that's just my thought. Yeah, Josh, you have any other secondhand ghost experiences that you've heard from other people? I mean, being a professional ghost hunter, yes, <laughs> I have experienced indirect and direct at the same time, indirectly, many of those. And so, I just I haven't gotten a ton of second because I've so much first. Mm, that's true. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Since Josh brought it up, I mean, we might as well break down a little bit of what our, where are, where, where's our expertise coming from? You know, like, oh, where, yeah. what, what oh, is, yeah. how, how do these people know what they're talking about yeah. in the first place? Cause like, you know, we talk about these, these things like, you know, like we understand them super well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me, let me tell you, I, I, I can't speak to the exact number, but all three of the members on this podcast right now have been part of possibly triple like triple digit ghost hunts we've like yeah, probably definitely. found ghosts in the hundreds and discovered and identified very specific characteristics about those ghosts so let me tell you a little bit about um the taylor called it an on uh, a ghost hunting game i don't think that that's necessarily a great uh, it's a ghost hunting profession i was gonna well let me say it's more of an online uh ghost hunt or ghost discovery interface um, yeah that yep. yeah it's more like a simulation as opposed to a game there's nothing there's no game about it it's very very real real world skills being being learned and we definitely take it very seriously when we yeah. when we play so phasmophobia is what it's called um phasm the first part means ghosts presumably yeah, sure that's what phasm, webster's then, dictionary said and then sorry pho- oxford phobia meaning you're scared scared of so scared, scared of ghosts. so i honestly what does the um it's uh maybe phasmo maybe is the i don't know it's just like the the bridge letter yeah maybe it's it's always kind of shaped like what people think of ghosts are kind of like circular not not in the one direction but they're kind of circular if you're like looking down from above them (laughs) yeah you know the little little ghosts like the um like the pac-man ghosts oh yeah they kind of look a little circular Uh yeah and so like that might be what it is i don't know maybe it's We'll have to look into that. I mean, that's just how phobia was written. Tryptophobia. Yeah, I know. Agoraphobia. You have, you... To, you have to put a vowel in there somewhere. Yes. Phasmophobia. Yes, I mean, I guess exactly. you could, but... It doesn't sound as good. No. If you were wondering, oh, come on, how much expertise do you guys really have? I have an embarrassing statistic. Based on my Steam community profile, I have played 105 hours of Phasmophobia. So that that's a lot of ghost hunting. 
I mean, to just to like put into context, um, to graduate with a bachelor's degree, you need like 140 hours of, yeah. of credit. Roughly. We're almost there. So basically, so basically just like put that into like, just realize that we basically almost have like an advanced degree mm-hmm. in phasmophobia, like mm-hmm. in finding ghosts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or ghosts is, is the layman's term. Yes. Okay? Is, is, um, documenting paranormal activity, mm-hmm. I think is probably, is that, does that seem right? Does that seem like the right yeah. way? Okay. There's, there's no joke. There's nothing game e about this right okay yeah um, and if will was here he would say the exact same thing I'm oh sure. absolutely um but the four of us have been on numerous uh paranormal expeditions yes like uh-huh say um and so we can briefly talk about the the types of instruments yes. that we use uh-huh. on these uh-huh um and the reason why it's relevant to bring this up to you the listener is not just to talk about how cool our lives are, but also recently um, local libraries have started stocking these like yeah. ghost, they call them ghost hunting kits, Yeah, which I, once again, I think it kind of demeans the the process because it makes it sound, oh, we're just going to go hunt ghosts. No, ghost we're hunting. going to go document paranormal activity. Yes, paranormal activity documenting instruments. Yes. Instrum. Um, but um, yes, instrumai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but your, so your local library might have some of this available to check out. Yeah, because ours does. It, ours does in council bluffs iowa i don't know if josh's does in iowa city i don't know if you've seen anything i haven't like checked no but it, it i could, could go uh, to the main library to see coming to university of iowa has dropped the hawkeye ghost hunting kit yeah <laughs> that would be so funny it's just like you have to rent herky holding an emf to go like hunt ghosts on campus yeah so Josh is, I would say Josh is one of the um, premier. The, oh, clearly yes. one of the premier, uh, a very tactical ghost hunter. Josh, could you just give us like a brief overview on the kind of instrumentation that a paranormal um, investigator might uh, need for uh, at least a baseline decent um, expedition? All right. Well, kind of- I actually got the, I got the list pulled up right now. So, um, Obviously, you'll need a flashlight or some kind of lighting. Uh, a strong flashlight is preferred, but if, if you can't afford the strong ones or if you're loyal possible, the normal flashlight works. Yeah, check your um, lumen count. Yes. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the EMF reader is the must-go-to ghost hunting device. It will click one through five. Like there's five lights at the top. It's got a little thing, scale thing below that. Kind of show you what each of the five means. So if it's five, it's like super strong reading. And if it's like one, it's usually like normal. And then two to four is between that. Only certain ghosts will go up to five. Some of them will go up to four. But yeah. Um, the EMF, well, oh, I just talked about that. The spirit box is also crucial. Um, because that way you can talk to the ghost and make your respond in the status 
Um, some of them are a little bit more like actual verbal responses than others. Most of the ones that these on Ghost Adventures, like a little bit of a bump in the static, like kind of sounds like words, but the ones that we use in our profession, you can actually hear the ghost audible voice. And it sounds like a real person in kind of the grappling. Um, the ghost writing book, you can use just about any book. Uh, we prefer leather covers. Um, it can be tied, if it can be tied shut or tied open with like a string, that also helps. Um, that's all, and that's all yeah, just, just ghost affinity. It, it helps yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, ghosts like a good yeah. quality leather bound book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just pop that open, lay it on the floor. You set a pen, probably right in the middle, maybe at a little bit of an angle, so the ghost can pick it up and write with it if it wants to. Um, if the ghost flips the book or like moves the book, you just know instantly, okay, it can't write. It's probably, probably from like the 1600s where they didn't even have words. So, <laughs> um, Next, that's an astute uh, observation. Yeah, yeah. You also have your UV light or the ultraviolet light. For those of you who don't know what the abbreviation UV means, um, so it's a little purple flashlight. You point it at doors. If a ghost moves the door, there's a handprint on the door. Um, there's a ghost there, and the ghost has handprints. Um, you can also point out the floor next to salt and if there's footprints, then you know it's not a ring. So, um, yeah, Josh, Josh is getting a little tech, you know, some of this is very technical, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't expect a, you know, a novice. We can maybe do, you know, a little bit further breakdown some other time, but Josh is doing yeah. a good job of trying to keep this as surface because there's a lot of thought that goes into, yes. um, oh, yeah. Uh, categorizing different ghosts based off their activities and what kind of evidence they type they tend to leave. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really, yeah. really scientific. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got three more like neat must have pieces of equipment. Um and like they said, I'll be very surface level beginner on these. Um the dots projector, which has a bunch of green dots that projects around hence named dots projector um so if the ghost runs through it there'll be like a a foggy figure that kind of floats through um looks kind of cool and then the video camera which you can either put on a tripod or just sit on the ground or walk around um so you can record video and um transmit it back to the truck so you can see what's going on look for ghost orbs or dots or something else as the ghost does um and there's also the photo camera so you go around take pictures of evidence and why why is it important to have a photo camera josh why is it important to gather evidence because if you find a bone you can get good money that's if you find (laughs) dirty water you can get good money that's true yeah and you take a picture of it to get even more exactly so it's all about money yeah. ultimately mm-hmm. yeah and about proving science that ghosts are real science yeah exactly it's money just... and science yeah are you guys interested in kind of the scientific supposedly how some of these instruments like actually prove 
quote unquote prove ghosts are real in real life because I have some information. Yes. So let's start with like Josh said, the creme de la creme of ghost hunting devices, the EMF meter. So EMF stands for electromagnetic frequencies. And these are put off by like essentially any elect electricity object that you have. So TVs, fridges, microwaves, cell phones, etc. Humans baseline don't put them off. Maybe if you have a pacemaker or something. Um, but like if you held an EMF up to like your buddy, it shouldn't in theory go off unless his phone's in his pocket. You're nearby. So if you go ghost hunting and you're out and about paranormal paranormal invest and in, investigating yes uh we can't say paranormal activity because that's probably copyright but um supposedly one of the ways that ghosts can manifest is to alter the electromagnetic frequencies in the air um and then create like a a reading on this device so that's how those work science science the spirit box um, is essentially like a handheld radio that just cycles through all of the radio stations super quickly. So all you hear, like Josh said, is just like radio static. But supposedly, when you ask the ghosts a question, um, they can utilize the source of energy to like pick out words that are being said on the radio. So like... If they're scrolling through stations really fast, then the ghost can be like, oh, I want to say the word but. And they're like, but. And then you just hear that come through the static. So, um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Basically, all these boil down to ghosts mess around with energy, supposedly, and then make things do stuff. Might mess around. Might mess around. Um, The dots projector is, like, literally just, like, an Xbox Connect, which I always think is funny. Like, I, you laugh, but that's literally what, like, ghost hunters would use. If you watch, if you're a ghost adventure stan like I am, you know that they literally use, like, an Xbox Connect, and it projects, like, little light bulbs, like, little light waves around the room. And then when something, some an energy source supposedly crosses through, you can see them kind of move. So that's just a little quote unquote science, science. about some quote unquote ghost hunting devices for you. Let us learn you a few things on this pod. I mean, come on, we're not if we're here to teach, if nothing else. Yes, right? exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So. There's a crash course on the instrumentation you need uh, if you were to um, intentionally go out and search for yes uh, ghosts for, yes to document paranormal paranormal phenomena, phenomena. yes um, but anyways um, uh, for those of you who are wondering you know Josh was saying money in science earlier and you're like okay how much money could there be um, on my um, uh, phasmophobia account, um, they, there's currently $55,000 um, in that specific account yes. um, on phasmophobia, the online um, simulation platform for ghosts. For approximately yeah. like 105 hours of work, which calculated uh, down was like 13 eight-hour working days. So that's pretty good. Yeah. 
that's, that's some good money, baby. That's, yeah. You know, so if you're if you're looking for a new career, that might be. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know for sure if, you know, Ghost Adventures might have the market cornered largely. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely other channels that are emerging in yeah. the ghost hunting it's world. True such as it's ghost files ghost files on on youtube by watcher um yes. uh formerly they had like a unexplained on buzzfeed but buzzfeed is kind of horrible to everyone like honestly spooky how horribly buzzfeed buzzfeed treats its employees so they've broken free i think it's really interesting cuz Unlike ghost adventures where like Zach Bagans and the crew all believe in ghosts and go out and just kind of goof around. They like go in and they actually like show you, hey, we just like a rat ran by here. And so that's why the noise was the way it was. And like, I feel like they do a very good way, like objective form of like showing what it's actually like to ghost hunt you know Mm. one of the guys believes in ghosts and he's super freaked out all the time and i love it and the other guy absolutely does not believe in ghosts and he just runs around and he's like if you are real like literally break my neck right now and then he's like well i'm alive so the ghost must be fake and so they're fun to watch together so that's our plug you can sponsor us ghost files sponsor us ghost files ghost adventures Ghost Files, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures, I wouldn't say always um, pro- uh, projects things in the most tr- truthful way. No. There there no. are definitely stories. You can, and you can look into it. Yeah, you I would say you can it. look into it's it. It's probably yeah. on the internet. Yeah. But do I love to watch it? And do I think it's super fun to watch them run around and Zach Baggins, like, I don't, sometimes he, like, gets a little questionable with some of the ghosts like if he knows it's a female ghost he's like a little weird about it oh 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 sometimes he like flirts with the ghost so if you want to see a man in a way too tight like tom hardy shirt and greased up hair kind of like flirt with some ghosts this is your show this is your show yeah discovery on discovery plus yeah also, oh, it's fun to watch their reactions. They're very over the top. They're, it's just, yeah, it's funny, even if it's manufactured. Even if it's fake, it's fun. So it's a, yeah, but it also inspire you to become a novice paranormal investigator. Yeah. And they'll, which, they'll play... there is a sizable subculture of yeah. like people that like take that more seriously than you would think somebody would take. Um, ghost hunting yeah so to speak but anyways what's the like spookiest place you've ever been like not even like it doesn't have to be ghosts it just like what's like this like can you think of any like places that you've been that are just like like unsettling just because of like the building itself or like where it is or like so i'll share one um example and it's not necessarily the building or anything that's super spooky although i mean the building i feel like a one that a lot of people naturally go to is like churches mm-hmm. churches tend to be like oh the church is scary ooh, which i think is, is funny because like who died in the church like um the devil the, okay all right that's fair enough yeah, that's a good point bad theology hopefully yeah yeah um but 
it depends i mean because some of the like some of the old like old old church buildings i mean i guess like they've been like associated with scary things in like pop culture and so i guess you can kind of build that up to a degree so anyway when we lived in east chain minnesota um that church i wouldn't say is a super scary it's not really a scary church um the basement is very dark of that church um but i'm not even really going to talk about any of that the scary thing about that church is the stairs from the basement up to the main like the main floor um and specifically when you're going up the stairs so the way basically the way it works is like as like a pastor's kid would help like run around and like shut lights off and stuff after church when everyone was leaving and stuff because you know we don't want to waste electricity um stuff like that so um you know we go around shutting all the lights off and the light switch to turn off the main hallway um, lights in the basement of that church um, were only down at the bottom. Like you couldn't shut them off from the top floor. Um, oh, that's and so you had to go down into the basement. It wasn't a, like a long staircase by any means. It was just, it was a pretty short, you know, just like right down into the basement. It wasn't a scary basement necessarily. Um but you'd have to go down and shut that light off and go back up to the top. Um, problem was, is when you shut that light off, it was very dark down there. Like it was mega, mega dark, um, which is, I mean, it's scary enough in and of itself. You know, you were just talking about it earlier. Like don't necessarily love when it's like pitch black, wherever you are. That's not the scariest part though, is you shut that light off and you start going up the steps and the steps are hollow and the acoustics of the just the way that the stairwell was built lended itself to the noise that you made as you were going up the steps would echo and it would sound like there was foot like so you'd hear your footsteps but then it would echo and it sounded like there was another foot like round of footsteps coming right behind you and so every single time i had to go shut the lights off i'd be sprinting up the stairs but it would always sound like somebody was sprinting up the stairs right behind me. And so like, I I can't tell you how many times I'd be running up, you know, from this pitch black basement, just like absolutely certain that somebody was running up right behind me and was definitely going to like kill me and eat me or something like that. Um, but that's like a, a random funny, like spooky place. Another one, a very good one is what Josh, our, our grandma's basement. Um, I feel like that's a common one. My grandparents' basement was also scary because yeah. it was, I don't know, like the further back you went, like the more cave-like it got, like mm -hmm. it wasn't well lit and like the walls weren't like super defined. If I, I don't even know if this is real or if this is like something my child brain made up, but like in the way back, it felt like it was just like carved into stone and I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but that's what I felt like. Yeah. And it felt like it stretched on forever and it just got like, scarier and darker the further back that you went and the steps to get down were super sketchy and yeah i didn't like it yeah i feel like our other one i can't remember which grandparents basement was but i feel like there's another grandparents basement that was also kind of scary yeah i mean uh, i think it was more just like spiders than yeah, there was. I, I think I know which one you're talking about. That one was more just like like an unfinished type basement. It was pretty big though. Yeah, um, we didn't really go down there very much. But 
Um, well, okay. So both our grandparents actually um, had at different points. So like our grandparents in Clinton just had like a kind of like a, a relatively unfinished basement. So like those are always kind of baseline, a little mm -hmm. scary. And then our grandparents in Keokuk at the time, um, Iowa, um, they had a also a big, they you know, they had a big basement mm -hmm. and kind of like wound around a little bit into like some different like little rooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. and it was also not very finished. So that was pretty scary as well. I feel like those would both, that one would like, that one in Keokuk felt more like, like a haunted building type yeah. feel almost. Um, even though like obviously there wasn't the real things that are scary down there are like if a rodent was down there, which yeah, scares or me someone from Keokuk. Ten, or somebody from Keokuk. Um but I think I mean one that'll resonate. Well, I guess I, I don't know if it'll resonate with Josh because I think it was torn down by the time he got there. It yeah. is Seashore Hall Ugh, at yeah. Uh, the University of Iowa. Horrifying. Um, that's scary oh. the day. Yeah, in broad daylight. Yeah. it's still a scary. Well, yeah. it was a scary building. Oh, this up. Fun fact: Seashore Hall was the original University of Iowa hospital. Um, that's where they did a lot of, you know, hospital things, and then they turned it into a like classroom building yeah and it felt like that like yeah. it was pretty nasty it was yeah it was it was it was it was weird i only went in once for on yeah. iowa and i was like is this what it's all gonna be like yeah so no i had um so seashore was the site of a lot of like psych like psychology classes and stuff like that uh-huh and that was part of my Makes sense. of my major yeah and so i was there quite a bit mm -hmm. um and it's like is like dirty and mm -hmm. gross, but also just kind of like sketchy. Even during like I'm telling you, like even during the day, yeah. Like I was always like a little worried that I'd turn the corner and there'd mm -hmm. be like a serial killer mm -hmm. in that. Like it just it just had like prison, like old, like I'm not really a person who's like, oh, this place is haunted or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it like it fit the stereotype of like a haunted, haunted building. Like academic building yeah like to a t mm -hmm. and so um it felt like like in a like a mental hospital or yeah. something like that which kind of was a hospital it looks like one from the outside yeah um going off of that boyd tower at the university of iowa is the oldest part of the university of iowa hospital and clinics not sponsored um and they had like the lot like a locked psych patient ward there yeah. and it was just really run down and like carpet was gross and yeah. again was it haunted probably not but did i like going to that part of the hospital at like closing time on the weekend nah like yeah it was just weird there's not really many people over there and it's just kind of grungy however during the day i'd just go like sit over there sometimes like when i didn't have a call i was like yeah this is somewhere no one will hang find me while i'm waiting for the next call so yeah. my school basement at drm in millersburg was terrifying yeah but i was also 
in elementary school so anything anything dark would be terrifying and there were bats down there so we always as kids do we were always like yeah there was an old janitor that died down there and Mm. so now his ghost is down there isn't that scary and it's like there no janitor died down here but that did scare me as a kid yeah Mm -hmm. here's a question to the two of you are cemeteries scary to you? Not in the slightest. Depends on my context. Um, it's a cemetery. <laughs> okay. Um. Do, do, what do you mean by I mean, on the context? So, like, I feel like the little, even the little, like cemeteries out in the, um out in the country or like a military cemetery isn't that bad but when it's like i feel like the iowa city cemetery that's like tucked behind every like behind the neighborhood east of campus yeah that one's kind of scary because it's huge pretty easy to get lost in um some of it's some of it's newer gravestones but a lot of it's older gravestones um i walked through it once so i'm it's funny that you say that josh because like i have like almost the exact opposite opinion i think the smaller Mm -hmm. ones like the smaller like country Mm -hmm. cemeteries Mm -hmm. are way scarier than like Mm, bigger cemeteries and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um just like naturally i don't know i just think it's like weirder creepier ish type of Mm -hmm. that's what's uh that's what's interesting about stuff like that is like some people are just yeah. wired, so, like wired differently like mm-hmm. it's not like it's like oh you're wrong it's just like what yeah. do you like the reason go yeah, for the it. reason why like little cemeteries from like out in the out in the country aren't really that scary is that they're like always hyped up with like the Halloween like well this is a big scary thing <laughs> and it's just kind of like it kind of feels cheesy at this point where it's like people are expected to be like terrified of them because that's like what you see in like Halloween or stuff like that. I don't actually know if they're in Halloween, but like Yeah. I feel like I see like that's the kind of the general like atmosphere of like Halloween ads and stuff like that. And then yeah. like it's kinda of overhyped. It's not really that big a deal. But like I Josh. feel like something oh, sorry, big, but also with that like older vibe, where it's kind of like hidden away, just really feel like there's a way to escape it. That's a little bit scary. Josh officially declares small cemeteries frauds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As someone who lived in the in the country relatively the cemetery is just somewhere you could go and have a paved walking path so it doesn't really freak me out i don't know i just go walk around by myself yeah didn't make me uncomfortable yeah i don't i don't i don't i'm not really that bothered by cemeteries either i'm just saying between the two they're already dead alive Mm -hmm. people are scarier than well that's yeah that that's yeah you're always more worried i'm always more worried about like oh man what if some living person's out here i know that's scarier like (laughs) 
I'm sure if someone just like saw a young woman walking through the cemetery by themselves, that would probably be creepier than me walking through the cemetery by myself. No. Like for me personally. No. All right. Well, are you sufficiently spooked? I guess. If spook means hungry, then I'm pretty spooked. <laughs> Well, in that case, um, I think we'll wrap up this episode of Ghost, but be on the lookout for some more Spooktober episodes. Yeah, out. we'll have some more discussions. Maybe we'll even we'll even touch on ghosts a little more if we think of something else we want to share. Maybe we'll touch ghosts a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Michael Jackson already got brought up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said we're touching that. Oh, two way petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty spooky. That's uh, pretty spooky. But let yeah. us know. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? What's what? What what's is a spoo- ghost? Do you have any ghost stories? Yeah, drop your ghost, drop stories, your ghost stories in the comments yeah, in the on comments. the blog or on yeah. wherever you're listening. Yeah, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Yep. Check out Phasmophobia if you have the chance. Yeah. To let us know if you want to play. Yeah. Or join. Out. Yeah, join in. Let us know um we'll drop your invite code yeah you can come uh investigate the paranormal phenomena with yeah. us um do your own investigation of your house and let us know what you find out yeah check out yeah use some rent some emf yeah go to your local library put in a plug yeah. for that you should just go to your local library anyway they're probably pretty fun good stuff but thanks for tuning in josh you have anything to add no all right, sounds like a plan. Well, we'll leave you at that. Hoof a good spooktober, everybody. Ooh.